Radio. I am your host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks, Lori LeBay. And the reason I started this company is because my mom lived with dementia for 30 years and it was life changing in many, many beautiful ways. Um, I still am amazed at what all she taught me as far as life lessons along the way. So thank you for joining us. Uh, for those of you that are new, Alzheimer's Speaks is an advocacy based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort around the world. And what we love to do more than anything is to raise everyone else's voices so that they have an opportunity to tell people what they're doing to improve our dementia care through products, services, tools, education, etc. It is so important to connect people to what is available and to give hope and to inspire them to maybe step up the plate and do something themselves. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much for for sharing our show. It's been amazing how far we have traveled because of your likes, your clicks, and your shares. So while you're watching the show today, again, if you wouldn't mind uh, just sharing with everyone else um, about the show, that would be extremely helpful because we never know who in our own circle is dealing with dementia. And the more information that's out there, the more comfortable people are going to be at um, reaching out and grabbing it when they're ready. And the key is when they're ready. Um, we also would invite you to call in today because we're doing open mic. So if you have something that you want to share with people about dementia and, and how we care for one another in that journey, please call in to 323 That's 323-870-4602. And if you are watching through your and listening through your webpage, the number is right at the top there. So you can just click on that and and call. Um, You can also find more information out about Alzheimer's Speaks and all the platforms we do just by going to alzheimerspeaks.com. And last, I want to invite you to be a guest someday on the show. Just reach out to me again. Go to alzheimerspeaks.com. There's a big contact button up top, and you can uh, you know, call me or you can email me, and we'll go from there on that. Now, before I introduce a few people, because we've got several people on the line, so we'll be calling them in as we go through this hour, I do want to give a shout-out to Dementia Action Alliance. They are doing their second Uh, North American Dementia Conference, which will be held in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, June 20th through the 22nd. It's all about reimagining dementia, what it can look like. Um, And they do that through engagement, empowerment, and enabling people living with dementia to live full lives. And many of the speakers, um, in fact, the majority of them are people living with the disease. And it's amazing what you can learn through their voice. Um, We've done that for ages through our Dementia Chats videos, and I just think they're a spectacular way 
for um, all of us that consider ourselves experts or others consider us experts to really listen to the true experts. So check out daanow.org for more information. Shout out to Maria Shriver and her uh, Women's Alzheimer's Movement. She's doing fantastic things for the industry. And you can check her out by going to thewomensalzheimersmovement.org for more information. I'm sure this uh, this summer she will be doing another move for the minds, which is all about educating people about um, um, a fi- um, I'm losing my words here today. Uh, and I, that one I can't blame on the full moon. Uh, <laughs> so uh, she does a lot with the move for minds through exercise and diet, and then usually has a, a speaker's panel as well. So go ahead and check her out at the women's Alzheimer's org. And then the last one I'm going to give a shout out um, before we hop into our guests are, um, is just a, a call out to a, a big thanks to Calendar Cards, who does the Memory Cafe directory. Um, they are, have one not only for the U.S., but now they're doing it for other countries. It's very easy to use. So if you're looking for a memory cafe in your area, just go to memorycafedirectory.com. If you have one and you want to get on the list, Dave's more than willing to put you on the list at, at no charge. So reach out to memorycafedirectory.com, and we will go from there. I, they're just, I can't say enough good things about them. And, and speaking of memory cafes, I'm going to reach out first to uh, Cindy Lazinski, who is in northern Colorado, who's doing amazing work with her grassroots group there. Um, so, Cindy, how are you doing, and what's new in northern Colorado? You guys are moving and shaking things. Um, I'm, I'm so impressed with your work oh thanks yeah we're doing good stuff here i'm hanging out talking to you while i wait for my memory cafe friends to arrive (laughs) (laughs) oh too funny now i was out there last year and um spoke at the conference you had and the energy in the room was like off of the charts and the the collaborations that you have put together in the trainings are just Really phenomenal. Can you tell people about some of the programs that you are offering in northern Colorado? Sure. You know, we started as a volunteer initiative uh, initially with, with with just a memory cafe, really. And then we, we added a B-Sharp Arts Engagement Program, which, again, was, a, like you said, a collaborative effort of a lot of different organizations that put aside their own agendas, sat down at a table and said, how can we make this happen where – People can go to the symphony at no charge and be part of a study with CSU, Colorado State University here, where we look at their cognition and their mood and their sense of connection with each other and with the community. And from that, really, the energy was so high just with those couple things that we thought, okay, now let's really launch the idea of dementia-friendly communities. Let's add some business training and start training businesses out there to be able to give excellent customer service to their um, customers who are living with dementia and be able to keep those people engaged in the community. And then what other life enrichment programs can we add? So we've, you know, since added uh, library enrichment programs, we have, along with the B-Sharp Arts Engagement Program through the symphony, we also added a visual arts program at the Fort Collins um, Museum of Art where the CSU is doing a study with 
called Writing in the Moment, where we're looking at uh, the effects of equine interaction on creating well-being. Um, they're also studying gardening and what's, what are the effects of gardening on creating well-being. So that's part of the research piece of it. Uh, the memory cafes really are just our social gatherings for our friends with kind of early to mid-stage dementia and their care partners. And we just get together and socialize and reminisce and play games and laugh a lot and find out that there's just a whole lot of living to do and joy to be shared together, even when dementia is part of the journey. And that's honestly the most fun part of my month. We now are up to, we started with one memory cafe. Now we have six in northern Colorado. And they're all listed on the memory cafe directory. So thank you for that. (laughs) Um, And then we've also been doing, just because the need was so obvious for professional seniors to get more education. Uh, We've developed a dementia-friendly leader uh, program where we're providing more intensive education for those uh, memory care communities, long-term care communities, and home care agencies. And so that their training to be what I would say dementia-friendly is more extensive because people are paying them to be dementia-friendly, whereas dementia-friendly training for a bank or a real estate organization or something that hasn't been as as extensive, but still enough where those people feel confident to interact in meaningful ways with their customers or clients who are living with dementia. So we've got a lot of different little programs going, and it's because we have such great collaboration. Well, that is wonderful, and I and I love that you're kind of taking two two different angles. One that is, like you said, being paid <laughs> to be, you know, where where the public really feels that they probably are dementia friendly and they are on top yeah. of things. But but people, you know, really for the most part don't have that in depth education in terms of what does it look right. like, how does it feel, and how do we react, how do we make people comfortable, um, you know, what can we avoid so that we're not triggers or our environments aren't triggers um, versus, like you said, a bank or a coffee shop or a grocery store that is trying to incorporate and enhance, but it's not their it's not their main deal. Um, exactly. And I think that that's yeah. very important. Now, have you done stuff, too, with um, the cities and, like, fire and police and EMTs as well? Yes, we have. And we've done uh, quite extensive training with both hospital systems here, uh, where we actually now have a scheduled symposium, actually in both of the competing systems, for for professional nurses and physicians and other staff to become more dementia-aware and dementia friendly for sure so that that hospital experience isn't so traumatic. And um, so that's been a pretty big project that we've been working on as well and fairly successful, I would say. It's it's making a difference. Oh, I I could definitely see and feel that. Um, And I I heard it um, from so many of the people that participated in the conference and that I was able to meet, um, you know, through, through my track with you. Um, while I was there, like I said, it was it was so nice because it wasn't wasn't a doom and gloom, and people just I mean they had smiles on their face, they were glad to be there, um, they felt they were getting value by building kind of a sense of community and comfort in your environment, and and that isn't always the case. 
um, you know, when I travel around the world, you know, a lot of times people go to conferences and they're there because they have to be or they were told they need to be there. But, um, you know, and they don't have an they don't walk in the door with an attitude of this is going to be fun and I'm going to learn something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel that here, too. And I think that's partly because we're really just trying to share with people that, no one walking the dementia journey has to walk alone. We are here for you. We have resources. And kind of our vision is that living well with dementia is the expectation, not the exception. And so everything we do needs to be geared toward that, um, even to the point of we, we put out patient resource folders to the various med, uh, medical, internal medicine, family practice, and neurology offices throughout northern Colorado so that when they have to give a dementia-related diagnosis, we can say, they can say, here, you know, I know this is awful, but there are resources. Here's a folder. I want to come, you know, I want you to come back in a week. That's what we tell them. Don't say come back in six months. Talk to them about coming back in a week. And let's talk about these resources and, and let's get people right away into memory cafes and support groups so that they don't run that risk of isolation and depression and, and you know, those things that just so easily happen with dementia. Yep. Exactly. Well, I really appreciate you taking time to be to be with us. How do people find out if they want to learn more about what you're doing? Um, what what website or contact information would you like them to have? Thank you. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Dementia Friendly Communities of Northern Colorado, where we post you know various organizations that have participate in dementia friendly training, and we post other resources. And then our website is dementia friendsnoco.org dementia friends noco as in northern colorado.org okay well thank you so much we'll let you get to your memory cafe and again um so appreciate you taking the time to be with us today really really appreciate it very very much and i'm i'm so excited for the work that you're doing oh i know what i wanted you to mention is um one of the certifications you've gotten um, is a very rare certification. Can you just talk briefly about that so that people know where they can um, learn more? Oh, sure. So after my dad reported some dementia symptoms, literally within three weeks of that, that's when I, as a nurse, um, that's my background, I thought, i got to learn whatever I can about dementia. And so from that, I met Penny Garner over in the UK. She has developed the Speckle Method, Specialized Early Care for Alzheimer's, which we call Contented Dementia here. And so I've been able to do some training with her, and so she's credentialed me as a uh, Speckle practitioner and coach. And um, I, I guess I'm the only one in North, in North America. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm still doing training with her um, as she keeps, continues to take us, you know, to higher levels of um, competence. But what's been so neat is to use her method um, of a photograph album analogy to explain how our minds work and just real simple rules then of what we as people without dementia need to do in order to, so that people with dementia can live well. And her... Um, Techniques are really so simple and, well, they're simple. They're not easy. <laughs> but I love teaching it because once people 
hear it, it's like, oh, now that makes sense. And I see that over and over and over again. And I just actually taught that in a memory care community last week. And they're using those techniques and they're saying what a difference it's making. And, you know, like with any person-centered care um, approach, knowing the person is essential. And so even since that training, the staff have made individual books for a few of their residents, you know, where it's just got the pictures of exactly what they're interested in. Like for one of our guys, it's pictures of Copper Mountain Ski Hill and things that, you know, where he truly shined and was the expert. So um, it's that's the kind of stuff I love to teach and, and just help people realize that, man, you can make a difference and, and impact lives. Yeah, so and 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 you are definitely definitely doing that. And Cindy is available oh, to do keynotes and trainings, um, you know, around the country or probably around the world. I'm sure you'd take a trip um, if you were invited. So she does a marvelous job. She's made just a huge impact in a really short period of time. Um, has really pulled a team together and is helping so many people live much much better lives. So again, I can't can't thank you enough for all you're doing, Cindy. So. Thank oh, you. My pleasure. Thanks, Lori. Okay. Well, you have a have a good time and tell everybody at the Memory Cafe I say hi. I will do that. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. So before I pull our next guest in, I'm just going to give a holler out to the Purple Table Reservations. I don't know if people have heard about this, but this is a fantastic platform and a training institute as well. PurpleTables.com is working with restaurants around the country to be more um, dementia-friendly and uh, dementia-appropriate to their clients. And they have put together a really nice, streamlined training system that's very economical. And they also work not just with dementia, but post-traumatic stress and autism. And they, they really have this down to a fine art. So if you are maybe a restaurant owner or work in a restaurant or go to one a lot and would like to see them get more involved, tell them about Purple Table Reservations and they can just go to uh, purpletables.com. That's purpletables.com. It's fairly new, but they have an app and they have requests from all over the country, but they need to get more people on board with that. So it's a, it's a very, very exciting, exciting time there. Um, I'm going to pull in uh, Vince next. And Vince, I'm going to let you kind of give yourself a little intro. Um, I've known Vince for a lot of years, and he is the creator of the Alzheimer's Music Fest. So maybe you can tell us first, Vince, how you got involved um, in the industry. Um, I was a care partner for my father for 14 years. He transitioned last year on April 10th after 14 years with him um, at home, which was um, the way we wanted to do that. And so I started the fest a while back, I think. Man, I don't even know how many years. This will be our ninth fest. So it's got to be, I believe we founded it right around 2012. And then um, I joined with these amazing people at Dementia Spotlight Foundation. Rennie Altman founded that in 2016. She was a care partner for her father for eight years. And then also we um, got Gary LeBlanc in, which a lot of people know from his education and wristband program and really out there first responders and hospitals and getting those programs implemented. So Whitney 
was kind of the brainchild is why are we doing this all separately? Why don't we all come together? And so this has been um, two years of bringing um, many different projects together where Whitney is really focused on dementia friendly or dementia inclusive, um, depending on the way you want to use that term or terminology out in the Decatur area where Gary really focused on um, education, first responders, um, hospitals, getting the wristband program going and starting up the dementia mentors and virtual memory care cafes. And then I was always kind of focused on the fundraising, creating respite care for um, families at home because it's such a hard financial thing to do to really have that assistance. Companies will not provide that for Alzheimer's dementia families. And so now we are on our ninth fest and we are going to do our first um, Alzheimer's music fest in Tampa Bay on March 9th with um, an intro of an education seminar, which Gary planned with uh, many folks living with Alzheimer's and dementia and caregivers. I like calling them care partners um, on the Friday before. So we're ripening up for that on March 8th and March 9th. Wonderful. Now, um, I, I think that that's uh, the educational program is a nice um a nice click with what you're doing there. Um, and I was lucky enough to go down and uh, visit with you uh, and participate in one of your Alzheimer's music fest. And I, it was phenomenal. I, the number of bands and are you still doing like the silent auction? Yeah, we're doing every, I mean, it's grown kind of exponentially, you know, now we're selling out in Woodstock and over in Georgia now, which is really good because it took a while. Um, you know, we mm-hmm. really do a lean budget on these things. The main purpose of the festival is really is to raise those funds and make sure the percentages are right. So we do it at a very minimal cost. Um, I believe, you know, Woodstock, um, you know, I think we did for a little over 10000 Same thing with Tampa. And then really the majority of that money goes right back into com- communities to help families with respite care at home. So as it grows, now we're doing Tampa, which is a different one out of state, and having Gary out there has been a blessing. And I've been out there for a trip and kind of lining it up. But um, So we're really excited about it to expand these programs into different areas and different states, and we look forward to doing more throughout the years. Now, um, is there a cost? Is it a like a per ticket thing, or pay at the door? How does how does that work? Do people make yeah, it? the education seminar is um, free of charge. Of course, you can come to the education seminar, which is on your website. All the posters and everything that you put up, I appreciate that. And then, mm-hmm. um, of course, yeah, the ticket sales at Skippers is thirty dollars in advance, thirty five dollars at the door, and driving and crying headlining, which they've had some great hits back in the day and they've done this is the second fest they've done for us and at tampa we'll have eight bands total um mm-hmm. it'll be a little smaller than the woodstock um just kind of filling out seeing what we're going to do in tampa and doing it the right way we kind of like to kind of do everything grassroots until you have to move a little bit further and what our kind of mission is with you know being able to do you know um dementia-friendly communities, Whitney's working on, and education seminars, which, you know, um, Gary's been doing for quite some time, and then me with the Fest doing, is really kind of keep it at that grassroots level as we expand on a more, um, I would say, a more national level. We still want to have those morals that we encompass. Because half the reason I think a lot of us got into this is we wanted to make sure that the family has got help right away. Yeah. And that was our main purpose. We weren't seeing enough of those families getting um, 
that help right away, which I think focusing on a cure is amazing, but these families really need help in the home to keep their, you know, to help their loved ones. And they also need help if they need to break risk of cures in some great memory care facilities. We really need that. There's not much out there. Okay. Um, and is there a, a website or a phone number or email address that you want to give out to people? Um, yeah, you can, yeah, or you can visit Dementia Spotlight um, Foundation.org, um, Alzheimer's Music Fest.org, of course. All that will lead you to the Facebook, Instagrams, Twitter feeds, all that good stuff. Okay, wonderful. Well, thanks so much for updating us, and we look forward to hearing how the uh, the Tampa event goes, since that's a uh, you know a branch off from what you've done in the past. And uh, it's nice to see you expanding around the country. And I love, you know, I love what you're doing in terms of really trying to give back to families and and meeting that immediate need that um, is so badly. Um, so badly needed out there. So thank you um, for really, again, I know how much you scrutinize the budget too, to make sure that you're respectful, you know, that the funds that people are donating, that they get where they need to go. Um, Sometimes we don't see that all the time um, with many organizations. And I know how I've I've watched you scrutinize that and talked with you um, and had some long conversations on that. And so I really do appreciate your efforts on that to to make sure what you're doing is is getting back to the people in need. So thank you so much, Vince. And again, people can go to alzheimersmusicfest.org or Dementia Spotlight and uh, find more information out about the Alzheimer's Music Fest that will be taking place March 9th uh, down in Tampa Bay, Florida. So thank you, Vince. All right, thank you, Lori, for highlighting us today. We really appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks for calling in. Um, Before I go to our our next party, we've got several people on the line here. I'm just going to give a shout out to a couple other organizations. One is the A-List, and they are all about connecting families to researchers so that the researchers have a better understanding of what the heck the needs are for those living with dementia and those caring for them. And you can go to usagainstalzheimers.org forward slash networks and then forward slash a dash list. So that's usagainstalzheimers.org forward slash networks forward slash a dash list. Um, and they are just doing a, uh, a really a wonderful job at, at trying to help. And what I love about their, they do short surveys you can sign up for, and then they always get back to us with what the heck the survey results are, because sometimes we don't hear that. And um, it's really, uh, you know, it's really helping those researchers figure out what is the need. Um, now, before I go to our next person, I'm just, I just want to, look at my phone lines here because we've got Lisa on and Bill and Janelle and Bob. And I'm going to go to Lisa next, if you don't mind. And Lisa Head um, is actually living with dementia and she's doing some really cool stuff herself. So Lisa, why don't you tell us um, a little bit, if you can give the audience a little bit of background about um, when you got diagnosed and what you decided to do about it. Well, I got diagnosed uh, officially in September of 2017 after uh, many uh, visits to a speech pathologist because I'd had a stroke 
years earlier, and some things kept rearing their ugly head, and so they noticed it quite early, and then sent me over to the neurologist, and he diagnosed me. So I'm in the, or at that point, was in the early stages of dementia, and uh, I was 53 at the time, I think, <laughs> and. Uh, I had I started a YouTube channel because all the channels I found were done by caregivers or care partners, and nothing was necessarily by those suffering with the um, disease. And so I thought uh, I was always a teacher, so I thought that would be educational and helpful to some people, hopefully. And I'm wanting to start. Uh, Mimic Cafe here, but I'm gonna have to probably need your help to do that. So, okay. Well, well, well. As you know, I'd love to help you any way that I can on that. Um, Lisa, can you tell people? I know you you have your YouTube channel. Is it Living with Lisa? Is that the name of it? Living Life. Living, Living Life with Lisa. Okay. Yeah. See, I had it written down right, and I said it wrong. So <laughs> that's why I asked. Um, and you do those almost every day. Um, just kind of update people with what's going on. Is that correct? Um, I do it several times a week. Lately, I haven't been getting on. Uh, I was been kind of overwhelmed, to tell you the truth. I found out last week that I have kidney disease, and so I'm trying to wrap my head around that, too. And um, so they've I've been at least till high school week getting things up, but it's mostly about our daily lives. I have three children still at home, three boys, ages 14, 13, and um, 11, almost to be 15. Um, and so I spend my time running them around. I still drive, and it's about mostly about our daily lives. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when people hear that you've got three kids at home, that's a lot. Plus, you're a single parent on top of it. And um, and now you've got dementia, you've got kidney disease, and then you were kind of taking care of your dad as well, weren't you? Well, um, just emotionally. I can't mm-hmm. go down there because he is quarantined. So. Okay. Okay. He but has leukemia. That, okay. But that's an awful lot on your plate um, for for anybody. Um, and then you, you add in the dementia to boot, and you're just um, showing us how amazing you are and the strength. And you're very honest <laughs> about your emotions, which I think is really important. You know, if you're having a rough day, you, you know, you'll tell us. You know, things are uh, a little tough right now. And um, mm-hmm. I, I think the world needs to be like that a little bit more in a respectful way, um, like you do it. You, you know, you're not attacking others about, you know, what's happening to you. You're just like, this is exhausting, <laughs> you know, or this makes me right. Because <laughs> um, we, we all have that roller coaster of emotions that, that we go through. And so I would really encourage people to go to YouTube and look up Living Life with Lisa and um, just just learn. I I um, applaud you for doing that because so many people still think a person with dementia is in their end stages. You know, can't communicate in a wheelchair and and drooling and you know the whole nine yards. And we've got to change that image of people. Well, that's ab- uh, absolutely absolutely that's true. I have um, surprisingly enough um, 
I have a group on Facebook, which is also called Living Life with Lisa, and I posted a video about 20 from 2020 about um, where the people put on the things to see what it was like to have dementia. Mm-hmm. And I actually had family members tell me that people with dementia didn't know they had it, so it's harder on everybody else and not us. And so <laughs> that didn't go over real well. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people in my community. And uh, so there is a lot of ignorance out there. And so um, that's why I, I, I mean, I don't hold back on the YouTube channel. If I'm going to cry, I cry. If I'm laughing, I'm laughing. I'm not um, not going to hold back just for the sake of the camera. So. Yeah, you're authentically Lisa, and I love that. So thank you so much thank for you. the work you're doing. Really appreciate that very much. I'm going to go to um, Janelle is on the phone with us, and I'm going to um, go to go to her next. Uh, Janelle uh, Johnson I just met with yesterday, and she's here in Minnesota, and she's doing some really cool work herself. So, Janelle, if you can give people a little bit of background about yourself and what you do and why you do what you do. Sure. Um, Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I started my career as a nursing home social worker nearly 30 years ago and um, worked primarily in, um, for the first six, seven years in nursing homes, um, where people, uh, uh, you know, 30 years ago in in nursing homes, we we had a long way to go in doing dementia care well. And um, I moved from there to more of the assisted living memory care um, or specialized memory care Units. So most of my career has been spent with people with dementia in the mid to later stages when um, families are no longer able to care for them um, or um, those who are caring for their loved ones at home and just beginning to start having some um, uh, more challenges. And so what I've been doing recently is doing training. I do training for professional teams as well as um, family um, who are living with dementia in their houses with folks and um, just trying to empower and help people to have some good tools. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's um, now. Have you been personally touched in your in your family or circle of friends by dementia itself? I know you've worked a lot in the industry. Yeah, yeah I have. My grandmother had dementia, so I always I, I tell stories about um, for her with um, part of my family's decision making and and learning how to. Um, to work with her, I, I talk about the post-it note challenge. We we began to see post-it notes um, in places. You know, I use them myself as memory reminders. But when when they're on the dash of the car to remind you to put in uh, put in gas and to uh, prompts on how to drive your car, it's probably time to stop driving. <laughs> Those were uh, yep. some of the some of the things with my grandma. But yep, we um, we walk that journey with my grandmother. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. Now you're going to be um, speaking at a conference that Dr. Joel Gogler puts on here in Minnesota um, every um, summer, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes. It's Saturday, June 1st, and that's an all-day event that is free to um, caregivers to attend, so um, they can check that out. And um, I will be teaching on um, some of my communication tools and the power of personal presence and. Um, should be uh should be a fun day wonderful um now with your you know you kind of specialize a lot too in um helping i hate even using the word behaviors 
but mm-hmm. that's what most mm-hmm. communities and families call reactions mm-hmm. that, that they don't want to see. Right. Um, right. And there's not that many people that really truly know how to de-escalate or, you know, um, change gear for somebody, bring them a calmness. How did you, how did you get into that and, and why? You know, I think there are a certain uh, group of people that just do it pretty naturally and um, instinctively and intuitively. And so I, I, I started doing it because I could, I could, <laughs> I guess, mm-hmm. you know, once people, when you're in that setting and people figure out that you're, someone who has that skill set, they, um, they come find you. And so for a while, um, that was my actual role in one of the places that I worked. I was, um, I like to say the call before 911. And mm-hmm. um, that's actually what some of my training was born from. It was the realization that, um, first of all, um, to have one person as a go-to for any organization is not a good model, but also, um, I truly believe that those who are in um, professional caregiving settings um, can be empowered and trained in the things that I was doing. So I actually would step back. I, I needed to step back and um, think through my process, and I created then a training tool to help people um, go through the steps that I would go through um, that I continue to use if I'm working with someone who's um, very agitated or very frightened um, and needs to be de-escalated from that situation. Okay. Well, great. And do you have some contact information if people want to reach out to you? I do. Um, My uh, website is jmjcares.com. You can reach me at Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, at jmjcares.com. And I do uh, both professional training, trainings for for uh, uh, organizations as well as um, some care coaching for families as well. So um, my phone number is 651-366-9771. Okay. And you said that was jmjcaresplural.com? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. And, um, you know, if, if you are a family member or if you are a residential community in need of help um, to to find some calm, uh, reach out to Janelle because she really does a fabulous job, and um, I would I would highly recommend her um, to be able to assist you with that. Or maybe you are a uh, uh, you know pulling together a conference and looking for someone to talk. Again, um, she would she'd be a great uh, trainer for keynote or breakout um, and or consulting, and she can be hired by either family um, or or businesses. So check her out. And uh, we don't have we don't have enough people like Janelle out there um, being able to assist with people um, in need of in need of help. So thank you so much, Janelle, for taking the time today to be with us. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Um, It's always so fun to hear from different listeners. And I just see we must have lost Bob on the line and I was I was going to go to him next. Um, So hopefully, Bob, you'll call back in and uh, we will get to you here shortly. But in the meantime, I just want to give a shout out to to the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. They do a wonderful job approaching the disease from 
a um, holistic fashion. So they really look at diet and exercise and meditation and you know, get really that lifestyle component, which I think is is so vitally important um, for people to to take a peek at. And you can you can go to their website at alzheimersprevention.org. That's alzheimersprevention.org to learn more information about their work. Um, This is going to be kind of a good transition because I've got uh, Dr. Bill Walsh on the line. And um, Bill is, uh, you know, as a doctor, he's now um, retired, but is also living with some dementia, but has found some really um, cool ways that he has found um, has helped him deal with his symptoms. So, Bill, can you give people a little bit of background about yourself um, briefly, and then we'll we'll talk about what you have done to, you know, reduce your symptoms and kind of reverse them, actually. Yeah, Laurie, happy to. Uh, I'm retired now. I, I am a medical doctor, just like your internist or pediatrician. And I specialize, I specialize in allergy, and uh, most people think of allergy as being uh, involved with itches and sneezes and wheezes, and that's really true, but also it's involved with foods or people who have troubles with their foods. Often when somebody has a problem, whether it's a sensitivity or allergy to a food, they'll go go to an allergist's office for a diagnosis. And I was always fascinated by that, and so I encourage those people to come. And over 40 years of uh, of medical practice, I really saw hundreds of patients with food reactions, and most of them were food sensitivities. Then in 2015, by the way, when I was in practice, I put out a number of books about food allergies because I enjoy writing too. And then in 2015, I found much to my surprise uh, and discouragement that I myself had uh, Alzheimer's uh, dementia and uh, I had enough knowledge of foods to help me to face it, and that's what I've been doing. Since that time, I have written a book on uh, Alzheimer's and how diet plays in Alzheimer's. It's called Retaining the Mind. And right now, I'm in the middle of finishing up a second book, which I will name uh, Retaining the Mind 2. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that that's kind of a capsulized uh, vision of my life. Well, it's it's been pretty incredible. Can you tell people kind of where you were before you changed your diet and, and the dramatic change that you've seen since you've changed your diet? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, before 2015, I noticed that things were not going well with me. My memory was not that good. And I was having trouble with talking. Actually, talking is the first thing that goes on me. And if I stray from my diet, that's the first thing that gets hit is my ability to speak. And what I was, what was happening at that time was that I could no longer speak in long sentences. Uh, I had to use very short sentences like, how are you today and how's your family and so forth, to cover the fact that if I started a long sentence, I could, by the time I got to the middle of that sentence, I couldn't remember how I started it. And mm-hmm. so um, when... What re- and, and like is you mentioned already, 
that uh, one of the last people who knows that somebody has dementia is the person with dementia itself, and I was like that very much so. And that's why I mentioned 2015. Actually, the problem started well before then. When I look back, I, I can see traces of it years before. But in 2015, I was on the board of the local uh, library, and I was head of their chair of the uh, of the program committee. And the program committee hosted a luncheon in the spring in uh, it was my honor to introduce the speaker, and it was just a five-minute presentation of this is this very nice person, and I know her, and I've listened to her before, and she'll teach a lot. And I knew I was having enough trouble that I couldn't really make sure that I would stand up and do that. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to write it down. So I, I wrote it down and said I'm going to memorize it, and I couldn't memorize it. And so, okay, fine, I'm going to read it. And so I set up in front of 80 people who were dressed in their finery to go to this spring luncheon. And I couldn't read the paper that I had in my mind and in my hand. And I had to sit down. She had to introduce herself. And that finally woke up the fact that saying, Bill, you know what? You are in bad shape and you've got to change quickly or you won't have much time left of your life. Uh, and that prompted me to uh, to follow up with what I had learned in my practice and to take out of my diet the foods that cause nerves to be destroyed, injured and destroyed. Okay. Well, that's, that is the... Uh, you know, pretty wild to, to be able to think that, you know, what we eat can change things that drastically um, for us. It's uh, it, it's just kind of incredible. Um, but, you know, you, um, you know, you were an allergist for so long and have learned so much just through, you know, listening to, to your clients. And I know that the diet is quite strict um, from what you have, what you have said um, and not everybody can can hold to that. Um, but That's I think right. that that um, you know for for you it was worth the scrutiny of of changing it drastically uh, for yourself. And and um, how do people get, you know get your book, Bill? Oh, it's through Amazon.com. It's available there. Um, so, okay. Um, and the name and the name of it again. <laughs> is uh, retaining the mind, uh, keeping the, the mind. mind, in other words, retaining the mind. Actually, the news on the diet, I think a lot of people are aware of that the diet is really the only treatment that we have for dementia that actually will slow it down. And uh, people who are following diets like the Mediterranean diet have a significant delay in the onset of their dementia. And uh, I carry it a little bit further, and with the further, it helps even more. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, and I, um, I, I really appreciate you all taking, you know, time today to to call in. Um, did you have any any last thing that you wanted to share with our audience, Bill, or was that pretty much it? I think that that's very much it. I well, one thing I've been sitting here listening to what other people are doing, and I'm just impressed 
very, very much. I, I think that they're wonderful, and uh, people suffering dementia need their help, and, and they certainly are providing it. Yeah, it it is nice to hear what other people are doing, you know, not only just around our country, but around around the world. And, um, you know, we had, for those of you that are just tuning in, we had uh, Cindy Lazinski of the Northern Colorado Grassroots um, Dementia Friendly Group, who is doing stuff through music and gardening and memory cafes and, and training both uh, families and business professionals um, um, in you know, uh, doing a better job, you know, uh, incorporating ways to, to serve their clients better. And then we had um, Vince um, Zangaro with us who is working with the Dementia Spotlight. And Vince actually started the Alzheimer's Music Fest uh, several years ago, but is now partnered with the Dementia Spotlight to even expand that where they put on these all-day concerts and raise money um, for families in in need of respite. And Gary LeBlanc has joined Dementia Spotlight as well. And so now with that, they're kicking one off. Uh, they've always done it in um, Georgia. And now uh, they're going to do one in Tampa, Florida, because that's where Gary LeBlanc is. And um, they're adding in an educational program. And then we had uh, uh, Lisa Head on, who is living with dementia, who is talking about her Facebook page and also her um, her YouTube channel, which is called Living Life with Lisa, where she just talks openly about what it's like to be a, a single mom with three kids at home and battling dementia and now uh, has found out she has kidney disease on top of that. And, um, you know, she doesn't hold anything back. She She's very honest about how her life goes, the good, the bad, and the ugly, which I think is something we all need to learn more about. And then we had Janelle Johnson on, who um, is a coach and a consultant and a, a keynoter and trainer um, who specializes in um, difficult behaviors, which, I again, I hate even using that word because I, I truly believe behaviors are reactions. They are, they are clues. Um, to tell us what is wrong when a person can't communicate that um, in and and by themselves. And then we just had the honor of talking with uh, Dr. Bill Walsh, who he himself has um, dementia as well and has written a book called Retaining the Mind. And um, through diet, he has really been able to push back um, his symptoms uh, greatly. So there's all kinds of information it's available to people out there. Um, Lisa, I wanted to pull you in um, and just ask if there was anything that you would like to state um, as well in terms of wrapping up. I can't believe our hour's almost up already. Well, I thank you for having me on. And I'd like to also say I'm very impressed with all the organizations that are getting out there and getting the word out that we all need special help at some time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time um, as well today, Lisa. And I know uh, Craig Hankey was going to try to join us. He's listening, but he is battling the fuel fuel flu right now. And he is in my uh, sister state, uh, Wisconsin, and he is getting into more and more advocacy himself. So, Craig, we, we hope that you feel better. And Bob Savage out in Connecticut, we lost him on the line, but he's doing some really cool stuff with art. 
out in Connecticut as well, but we will have Bob on at another time. Um, in wrapping up, again, I'll, I'll just uh, give another shout out to some uh, gals that have a great company called um, Silver Dawn Training Institute. A lot of people know them by Dementia Raw, but Tammy and Kathy are doing some extraordinary work, and they use improv. Um, they call it introspective improv. I actually took their course, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was a lot of fun, and um, I learned a lot of new things. Even even though I've been dealing with my mom, you know, for 30 years through this, there's always stuff we can learn, and there's always information that we can share with others. So, you know. Don't be quiet. You know, share share what you've learned. Know that you, you don't know it all. None of us do. But we're five steps ahead of somebody else and, you know, ten steps behind others. And that's perfectly fine. But we can always lift and raise somebody up by sharing our knowledge um, and taking some of that work out and, and just letting them know that they're, they're not alone. Um, in closing, I would just ask that you uh, please follow Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. It's really easy just to to click and subscribe or, um, and you can also share it on, you know, Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn. And again, pass this knowledge on to people. It takes no time. A lot of times people are, you know, listening to things in the background. Why not get educated in the process of that? So have a wonderful week, everyone. And again, um, feel free to call in next time when we have open mic on Alzheimer's Speaks. In the meantime, feel free to reach out to me. Just go to alzheimerspeaks.com. That's uh, plural, so there's two S's in the middle. And, um, you know, or you can call me as well. Um, my contact information is on that site. Have a blessed week. Uh, keep up all the great work, everyone. Bye now. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.